Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, the pace are bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run on to that green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its loads of nights. We fought our team through thick and thin and all those glory nights. And when the game is done, we'll sing a song and talk it out all night. Hey! Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow, you are the first team. Right, so episode 13, season 7 of the Tottenham Family Podcast. Joining me this week, John from Merchester. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Hello. And Vanessa from London. Hey, how are you? Good, good, good. Right. Um, another week has ended. Another week is about to start. Another week that we're top of the table. How does that feel? Uh, all week. Um, one of my colleagues at work, Mike, whenever he comes online in the morning, he says, good morning, John. How are you doing? And every morning this week, I've said to him, all good, Mike, still top of the table. And I've said to him, I'm never going to get bored of saying that. It's it, it's still a novelty, but it's still very nice to say. It really is. And be in that position. Yeah, and and it's a good place to be going into, going to going into our game on Wednesday um, against Liverpool, yeah. which will which obviously we'll we'll talk a little bit, a little bit more about um, as and when we get to that. Um, Vanessa, the last time, well, the first time that we were even that we had you on the podcast. Um, we drew against West Ham. We were leading, um, and today we were leading against Palace, and we um, same result, another draw. Um, do you feel? <laughs> do, I, 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 I'm sure it's nothing to do with you being on the pod. Um, I'm pretty sure, but um, do you feel that? Do you feel that was a point, a point gained, or two points? Um, dropped. Do you do you feel do you feel any better now that we're now that actually the result in some ways is, is inconsequential and we're we're still top of the table. So compared to where we were last time I was on, and thank you so much for having me on again. Uh, I feel a lot better about the squad in general, about the direction that we're heading. What I would say is, I think Crystal Palace made it hard for us all game. I don't feel necessarily that, like the West Ham game, we basically switched off at some point. They've always been challenging us, even after the first goal. And I said to my friends as well, if we are not packing away the chances we're creating, we're just inviting them to equalise, and that's what happened. So overall, and Crystal Powers always have a result in them. I think we did well to come away with a result we could have done better but i'm not as upset about this as i was about the draw against west ham yeah and and liverpool dropping points at fulham obviously helps soften the blow as well or the 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 disappointment and yeah i mean you're right fulham palace are a lot better side i would say than than west ham and the manner in which we we dropped those points against west ham was was disappointing and if you look at it before today, um, if I had said, you know, we're going into the game against Liverpool on Wednesday, top of the table, joint top on goal difference, we would have all taken as fans. We would have all taken that. I suppose we would have hoped that we would win. The, we, we we would have hoped that we would have 
won our ga- game and we would have sort of expected that Liverpool would have got a result at Fulham and as it was they didn't and if you look at it I'd say that we probably got the better result in you know in terms of two, the, the the draws but, but Palace are a better team than than Fulham so um hopefully yeah. it, it, it won't matter yeah, I mean, let's be honest here. If you told us at the start of the season that, you know, come Christmas time, we will be challenging for the first position in the league, that we're still in all competitions, I think everyone looking at the last season would have bitten your hand off if that was the case. So I think we're in a very, very good spot right now. Everyone right now is dropping points at some stage. It's not... Uh, as clearly defined as it was last season at all. And personally, I'm excited just to see mm-hmm. how it's going. Yeah, yeah. Um, John, before I bring you, bring you in, and we, we do need to dissect this this performance um, because it it wasn't it wasn't great, maybe, but you know that's um, it, 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 that happens. Um, just just one thing I just wanted to mention. There's something I'm pinching from Twitter. I, I, I saw a Spurs fan, Daniel Platt. Um, his Twitter handle is at voodoo chopsticks and he tweeted this this was before um the liverpool game had i think it was was about half an hour into the liverpool match so that was it was very much a lot to play for there and he just tweeted on the back of our draw and he just said all right i'm I'm over i'm over palace we didn't lose the game if we do win the title we won't remember this and if we lose the title with a single point there'll be a hundred more things between now and and then to Ruon. So we won't remember this either, moving on. And for me, I think that's, that sums it up. I think often we can we can get a little bit fixated, a little bit downbeat about games like today at the end of the season and look back on it. But there's a there's a lot of water under the bridge from, from, from now to the end of the season. There'll be a lot of twists and turns. So um, I'm... I don't, I don't think today's... Today's not the end of the world by any, any means. Having said that... Um, we went one nil up. Um, should we have? Should we have tried to capitalise on that and kill the game early? Well, we do have a habit of making crap teams look good. Um, I think the match was similar to last weekend. In some respects, we played an inferior team, stacked full of players who wouldn't get in our side, and yet we had our backs against the wall. Um, there's nothing wrong with control in defence like we had versus the uh, Woolwich. Um, it was, last weekend was almost like you, you had a giant holding off a midget with one hand and the midget was just swinging punches furiously and was never going to land one. Um, then there's today, which was scrappy. We never looked in control of that game. Some of the players looked leggy. There was a lack of concentration. There were so many misplaced passes and silly free kicks given away through that second half. And if I'm honest, Jav, we looked like shit for 60 minutes. We didn't pressure them at all. They could bring it out at will. And if I'm honest, the equaliser was probably inevitable. We've seen it so many times. We played so little football, compounded by sloppy passing and, and all the other things I've just mentioned. It, was, it, was, it, it wasn't an easy watch. The, the Woolwich game, I felt we were in control and we weren't of that. But I, I, would, I would agree with you. We should have gone for the jugular once we've gone one up. Look, at, look when they scored and we turned it on, we looked, we looked to the better side for the last five or ten minutes. But why why didn't we just go for the jugular? Why didn't we do that from once we got that first goal? We've got it in us. It's it's an odd, odd tactic just to sit back. Do we have it? I know. Do, do we have it in us though? In in, well, our, we, in, our, in in our current DNA at the moment. Um by that I mean that the team has 
has, has evolved over the last 12 months it's gone from a fate it's gone from a situation where we needed this much talked about rebuild so that's 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 begun and we've we've brought new players in and got rid of a few and obviously a new manager's got a different way of playing um we, we we're now maybe a little bit more pragmatic in how we approach games um, we're a bit more solid so we've got that side of things sorted but maybe as a result we're not as as expansive um i'm not saying that's a good thing or a bad thing i'm just saying that's that's how we are at the moment so that side of the game we it's something that we need to work on when we had the possession and when we did go forward and 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 control it we look we always look good i just don't understand why we surrender it so so easily um it's it's acceptable if we could keep the ball Mm -hmm. and have effective distribution but we were just resorted to aimless long balls today and the passing was somebody's probably going to give me a stat like we had 89% 89% pass completion or something silly but I've made that number up but to me the passes were off all over the pitch um, Dyer thinks he's some reincarnation of a, an Italian defence, you know what I mean, he's trying all these passes that just weren't coming off yeah. um, I mean we did, it worked versus Chelsea and City and, and, and Woolwich but then West Bromwich, Albion, Burnley and Brighton were all similar performances. And I think we, today, our our NAF performance caught up with us somewhat. I think um, we've got to get a little bit of credit for the, the opposition in that if you, the, who are the others? You mentioned West Brom and Burnley. They're poorer sides, so they didn't really have, specifically West Brom, they, they weren't able to punish us. But I think the great genius of Palace at times, if I can put those two things in the same sentence. <laughs> the genius of Roy. genius <laughs> of Roy Hodgson for Palace is that... Um, that's an oxymoron. They can do a Spurs on us. They can do a Mourinho. They can, they can sit back and, and hit, hit, hit us on the counter. Um, and they've got good players in Zaha... Um, who's the other? The chap they signed from Brentford. Um, name escapes. Oh, me. easy, easy, yeah, easy um, now. They've got, they've got. You had a great game today. Sorry, I thought he had a great game today. Yeah, yeah. They've got, they've got those quality players to to punish us. Um, and I think that that yeah, against a lesser team, if we'd maybe played a West Brom today and played like that, we probably would have would have would have held on for the win. But um, Palace are. Palace are a little bit, little bit better, and I suppose they, they're good on the break. Um, whereas I don't know if we, if we, apply, deploy, if we, if we employ that strategy against, of, of sitting back against a City or a Chelsea, we know they're going to come and attack, and we know that um, we can hit hit them on the break. I think, I think Palace mixed it up a bit they were able to hit 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 us on the break particularly in that first half it seems a bit more end to end um it doesn't feel like one team had possession of the ball and and they've got the quality and and they persevered and i think the longer the game went on we didn't 
we didn't really make the possession that we did have really count, and I think that just gave them confidence, and they had they've got the quality to punish us. And to, from their perspective, I think it was a well well earned point. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Oh, it, it's just disappointing that it, it, it ended as it did. Um, mm-hmm. Their keeper was probably another reason we didn't get the the whole three points and a second goal. Really, I know we didn't pepper it by any stretch of the imagination, but I thought he made some outstanding saves when he was called upon. Apart from the Kane goal which I thought he'd probably be disappointed with. Um, how many times, Jav, have we been on here and the keeper's had a weldy? How many times? Yeah, although I always feel that often often um, football supporters always feel that that about their team. I think that's just that's part and parcel, surely. And, and, the, and at the other end, really, what did Hugo have to do apart from, the, you know, the, the, the goal? He, he didn't really have mm. that much to do either. He made one good uh, save, I think, before I can't remember who it's from, um, in the first half. Um, which then they, their keeper then followed with an even better save again. Uh, that's from Don Belle. Um Vanessa, do you think? I mean, this sort of not being able to to um, do better against some of the sort of lesser teams, or or, or when we've got when we've got the ball is that cause for concern or, or like me do you feel it's just part of the evolution of the team and 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 at some point later in the season we're going to learn from games like today and and be a more complete football team i think this is a very good question and something i've been pondering on earlier as well i think this game in particular is one where in the past we might have gone in with a lot of complacency. I don't think we did that today necessarily, at least not in the beginning. It was a very balanced match in the first 30 minutes or so. Both teams had plenty of chances. The equalizer came out because after the break, we came out and thought thought essentially this was it and we're done. And only after that did we spring back into action and had some life in the team. Those types of things really are something that we need to work at when it comes to our mentality. But I genuinely think, you know, if this had happened maybe one or two years ago, we would have easily lost this game simply because, you know, we would have caved under the pressure. So it's not ideal to come out of that game with one point, but I also don't think it's the tragedy that, you know, some other people make it out to be. Historically, Paris, Palace have always been difficult um, opponents as well. So, you know, with that in mind. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think Palace especially are one of those teams, you know, they have an awful lot of quality in that team. If the club had a better strategy on how to position themselves, you know, in the upper half of the league, they, they, could, they could do a lot more than they're currently getting out of that squad. They really do have some quality players. And, you know, they simply don't have the stamina to take it over the whole course of the league, but they always have a result in them, even against the bigger teams. Interesting you mentioned about, um, you know, years gone by and not being able to... um, Struggling games like today. I I remember the season when we finished second behind Chelsea and we had that fantastic home record. There was a sequence of games that, sort of October November period where we just drew three matches on the spin. I think we had 
Bournemouth away nil nil, West Brom away one all, and Leicester at home, um, which was which was one all. Um, I think that was one of the one of the few games at home that we dropped points um, that season. Um, and um, you can, I think, you can always. It's always normal for a team that does really well in the course of the season to have one one result where they where they draw a match um, somewhere down the line. But that that year we had yeah, three three consecutive draws, and that was you know three points out of a possible nine. Um, so I think that's where we're a lot better. You, yeah, today's fine. You can you can afford to have one result like today where you where you get a point, and as it as it. It turn out it might be a hard-earned draw come the end of the season. It'll be interesting as the season plays out. How many out of the top teams, you know, Liverpool and Chelsea, City, how they fare when they when they play at Selhurst Park? Um, it might not be an easy an easy ground. I mean, hey, I look would, at, sorry, I would it? like to add as well. Especially Selhurst Park is one where you know the fans really carry the team, and they have been a great support to Crystal Palace today. And it's a little bit lopsided at the moment because we don't have the advantage of away fans being there. So that's something, you know, that will be interesting to see play out over the next few weeks as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It just, it was just going to just occur to me about, you know, the, the games like today and, and um, how it might be, yeah, difficult for other teams coming to, coming to, Palace, and we we might look 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 back on today as a good result. Just going off on a tangent, but yesterday United and City drawing nil nil, um, winning six one at Old Trafford isn't for everyone, I guess. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, right, let's dive into. It. We had a few comments and questions from listeners um, on the Palace game. So, firstly, Stuart Sessions says, "How frustrating! We have the firepower to blow teams away when on top, but sit back." Um, pressure on Wednesday. Don't lose, and not a bad result. Um, that his question came in before the um, before the Liverpool result. So yeah, it's, it's we're even better better place than we we he might have feared if we were at that point as we're still top on on goal difference. Um, and then a question from Nate. Some fans are already hitting the panic buttons, but to me that's not a horrible result. Um, do you think it was a case of the team having an eye on the Liverpool match? Yes, maybe. Um, you maybe, and it, and it doesn't hurt to have um, expectations tempered somewhat by a result like that, and everybody just um, think, "Oh, well, hold on a second. Um, but yeah, it's it's the results not in the end of the world, and I do think they had had one eye on the Liverpool match, and I think they'll go into that far more focused than than that one and it will be more a performance akin to the one we put in against Chelsea and Arsenal if if you if you want um, far more disciplined and far more together I mean I think we struggled when Sissoko got booked um, I think that um, that probably affected our game plan because he couldn't charge around the pitch breaking up play mm. uh, so and uh, the, the referee was a was given everything was a real homer and was given everything to them today as well um, but yeah, it, I think yeah, definitely one eye on Wednesday. Yeah, uh, I'm not so sure if it's necessarily the Wednesday game that affected us today. 
rather than their league position that we're still in, you know, when you have the opportunity to build out an advantage like we had this time and like we had in the past, we always seem to waver, you know, when there is some kind of pressure to maintain um, a competitive advantage. And I think that got the better of us today. Uh, it's not necessarily something that you can stamp out easily. But luckily, you know, we found our feet quickly enough again before we let them have another goal, which I think at least shows some kind of development that we've gone through. Mm. Okay. Uh, another question from Gilly. Uh, Twitter handle is at Sino Alan Cuisine. Um, he says, is the Dombele Lacelso job share because of fitness or strategy or both? goes on to say, not just thinking about today, but going f forwards, um, result okay, and Crystal Paris merited a point, in my opinion, but 1-0 isn't 2-0 up, and we were too passive for too long, and pray to bounce, to ba and pray to bounce off the ball, lesson to learn. I mean, yeah, lesson, definitely it's, like I said, I, I, I think there, there are, whether that's earlier this season when we played West Ham, conceded three goals today to a lesser degree. I think these are all part of... So it's a learning process um, for us. Liverpool and City have been have been fighting it out for, for the last few seasons for, for the league title and accumulating a ridiculous amount of points between them. Um, we don't have that experience. We've got an experienced manager who knows what it's what's required to win it win a league title but as a as a um, as a club um and and from the playing staff's point of view we don't have that experience so we, we, we're it's uncharted territory for us and i guess we're, we're learning um all the time and hopefully we'll learn from today the la celso dombele thing interesting question um is it a job share because of fitness or is it strategy or both i mean i think they start. Do they both start on when, on Thursday, or am I thinking the previous Thursday? Might have been the previous I, Thursday. I think they both finished on Thursday, didn't they? Yeah, but they started uh, the previous Thursday, I think, against Ludogorets, and that didn't really work well. No, but that game against Ludogorets, nobody came out covered in any glory from that game at all. Mm -hmm. um, I think I'd like to see Dombele. His fitness is he's creeping closer to being, I'd say, on the pitch for ninety minutes, and then I, it, once he once he's up to there and I think Lo Celso's back to full fitness, I think they'll be rotated. Um, but they're both key players and they both offer something different. Um, Lo Celso's got that bit of um, niggly argy in him that likes to get stuck in and wind people up. Um, I, I, I'd like, I'd like, I, I'd like Ndombele, but he can be a tad, um, missing on defensive work sometimes whereas Lo Celso isn't so may I don't know I don't think Lo Celso will start versus Liverpool I think it will be on, on Dombele um, I mean Klopp's already been moaning about the, the, how many games we've got but um, I, I wouldn't like to I wouldn't like to call it a, is it a tactic or is it fitness mm. I, I, I haven't got Jose, uh, Jose's mind so I couldn't really say I think fitness definitely comes into it mm -hmm. at, the, at the moment because they're both, I would say, not um, certainly Dombele. I think he's he's the perception is that he he's not able to to last a full ninety at the moment, and I think Lo Celso's just had a lot of niggly injuries. 
Um, is it is there an element of st- strategy behind it? I don't know. I mean, Vanessa, what, what do you think? Do you do you think that do you think that if Hoiberg's a given in the midfield, do you think that you can play the other two with Hoiberg, or do we also need Sissoko's legwork and industry alongside Hoiberg, and then one of the other two? Interesting question because first of all, and we talked about this at the last time. Um, I was on how impactful Hoiberg has been for us so far. I think he's really one of the breakout players for me this season. In regards to uh, Ndombele and Lo Celso and Sissoko, right now I really feel Musa is doing a lot of the dirty work for us that allows either of them to shine um, further up front. Dombele, I thought today, you know, he had some really great moments. There were a few good chances that he missed, unfortunately. But you can also see how a player like him may be struggling a little bit more, especially when, you know, as you said, it comes to more defensive um, tactics where Lo Celso might be better placed. Should have Lo Celso come on earlier than he did? I'm not sure. I mean, he had a lot of clangers, especially in his passing game towards the end, you know, and one of them then later resulting in the goal that we conceded, which wasn't Mm. exactly amazing either. Um, But, you know, those things can always happen. I do think that from a playing style, they're not the same at all. They do have different things to offer. I think what we need to work out is which situations you know, we utilize them correctly. I'm not sure Ndombele is necessarily... He might have been at the start of the game, but definitely not once we were uh, one goal up and we tried to play more defensively. The right player for us in that position. Yeah, but no, I, I agree with that. And I think that um, Hoiberg is definitely the, 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 the vital one of the vital cogs in our team this season. And, and Sissoko, interestingly, today with his 176th game for Spurs... Wow. That's that's in a four four plus year period, played under two different different managers. And when you consider, particularly the first season, he was getting a lot of stick from fans, probably justified. Maybe the the the, the stick wasn't justified in terms of some of the abuse, but the performances maybe weren't all there the first season. It's fair to say, I think. Um, but you still managed to to to, to accumulate that many number of games, two managers. They've got a lot of trust in him, and yeah, he does a lot of the dirty work. And I think illustrated by that foul very early on, um, which got got him the yellow card. But that was that reminded me when I saw that it reminded me of the Amazon documentary um, where I think it was the Wolves game when we lost at home, and Mourinho turns around to the players and says that you know you're too nice and and. Wolves had a breakaway which they scored from and it needed somebody to commit a tactical foul and when I saw the, the Sissoko foul, that felt very much a case of he was taking one for the team um, Absolutely, I think he is one of and it sounds silly because he's very well liked amongst the squad now um, and amongst the fan base but in a way and I'd say this goes for a lot of our players. 
he is underrated in the sense that, you know, because he might not necessarily be on the score sheet or he might not necessarily be the one to create an assist. A lot of the dirty work is being done by players like him that ultimately lay the foundation for us to then be successful further on, you know. And um, I think his influence amongst the team off pitch shouldn't be underestimated either. I don't, yeah, I don't doubt, for example, that Ndombele would be the player for us he is right now if it wasn't for his influence. Mm. And given that 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 dirty work that Sissoko does, and and alongside the 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 work that Hoiberg does, and and the leadership that he shows, and the I'd say he's got better tactical aware, awareness, for example, um, than Sissoko. Given the work that those two do, particularly from a from a defensive point of view, and we saw this against City and Chelsea when they can drop back, and the back four almost becomes a back six. Given that base, is it fair to say that actually we can't accommodate both? Fit or otherwise, Lo Celso and and um, Dombele in the same team, and it really has to be one or the other. Short of, short of us changing the way we play and playing it maybe a different formation that would. I, I, I just can't at the moment. I can't see it. I think I think for me, Hoiberg and Sissoko are, are, are starters, and then it's one one of one of either Lo Celso or uh, Dombele. I think if we're chasing the game, you could risk it and give it a go. And take and take one of them off, and just have uh, Hoiberg sit in front of the 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 defence um, to shore it up and, and go more attacking. I, I think it'd be worth a try if we're trying to chase a game at some point yeah. in a cup or something. I think we might see it then, um, but I don't think it is a plan A, B, or C for Jose. Perhaps mm-hmm. should we say? Um, I, I do think that perhaps getting cover for both of those in the Christmas window is a um, priority because if one gets injured I think we'll struggle and then I think we'll be forced into seeing Lo Celso and uh and Dombele in the team yeah. um and 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 Lo playing a disciplined um this uh, you know midfield general pivot role which I don't know if he can play but yeah back up for those two one another diff- skit skit back perhaps but then that's maybe why we won't rush into the transfer market for cover because he may come back at the end of the season. Yeah. Well, I think for, from all the reports I've heard from Norwich, Skip's doing really, really well, mm. um, getting out of the match. And I, but I'm, and I'm not hundred percent certain on this, but I'm pretty, I've got a feeling that we can't recall him in January. Um, and he's there to the end of the season, but we'll see. Um, Right in the second half of the podcast, I'm going to obviously we don't look ahead to the Liverpool and Leicester games, particularly the, the Liverpool game, um, and also want to discuss um, the Europa League. We've got the draw for that tomorrow, the, the draw for the last 32, um, and yeah, and we played Antwerp as well on on Thursday. Um, but before all of that, the, the Tottenham women have been in action today, and with news of how they did and another goal. Alex Morgan here is Bex with this week's Tottenham Women's Update. Hey up, it's Bex to let you know what's been happening with Spurs women. So the women played today, which is Sunday the 13th. They played this afternoon and they played Aston Villa at the Hive in London. A nice three win, three win, 
3-1 scoreline, which is very welcome at the moment. That's our first back-to-back wins in the league since September 2019. So I know there's been COVID to interrupt, but still, that's too long to go without back-to-back wins. Alex Morgan scored the first goal. There was an own goal by Villa. And then Rosella Ayan scored her first goal for the club. So all in all, a good day for the women. Still keeps them in the lower half of the league table, but it looks a little happier. Nine games played, nine points. So still not great, but certainly better than we were. Match will be Sunday the 20th of December at two o'clock, and that's at King's Meadow in London, and that's against Chelsea. Um, Likely to be a very tough game. With any luck, it'll be televised somewhere. Um, And certainly if you've not had a look at the, the FA player, then that's definitely worth a look because they quite often have the games on there. Um, and that's reasonably easy to manage. You just need to sign up at the fa.com. Um, that's me done. Uh, good week for the women. If you have any questions, I am on Twitter at Bunch of Specs. Cheers, thanks. Bye-bye. Welcome back to the second half of the Tottenham Family Podcast. Thank you, Bex. Right. Um, Liverpool next on on Wednesday. The big difference between now and last week, even as late as last week when we were playing Europa games, um, the quality of opposition generally in the Europa, particularly in the group stage, uh, it's fair to say is probably lesser quality than 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 some of the teams in the Premier League. So I think the, the degree to which we were rotating the team was, was a lot more. Um, now we've got we had a Premier League game today, another one on Wednesday, another one um, next Sunday. Um, so in some ways, the scope to rotate the squad is going to be there's going to be maybe less scope to do so. But also you're you're managing, you know, someone like Kane. You want him to start on Wednesday. I'm sure he will. But there's also the I suppose the fear that if he plays too many games, he'll get burnt out. That sort of thing. How do you how do you both see Wednesday's game firstly shaping up? Um, can we go there and get a result? Uh, we can. Will we? Is another matter. Um, I'd make one change from the team today, and I'd put Mora instead of Bergwijn in. I think that other position up front still needs to be filled, and uh, or find some consistency with a the player there. And I think Mora will come in for that game. Um, in one respect, I think I wish he'd come on a bit sooner for Berg or come on for Bergwijn earlier in or in the game today. But yeah, that's the change I made. I think, um, I mean, they've got a raft of injuries. I think Matip linked off with a bad back as well. So they were playing Henderson as a, a centre-back. So they've got a raft of injuries. So um, it's certainly possible to get a result up there. Certainly possible. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think the major difference between the team that we beat 4-0 at Wembley and the one that beat us 4-0 at Wembley was Alisson and Van Dijk. Alisson's now back from injury. I don't know if he's yet fully fit, but Van Dijk obviously lives a massive hole in their defence. You know, if if we keep it together, if we keep focused, then I think definitely there is something that we can take away from that game, especially because, much like today, you know, then haven't had fl- flawless performances much like they did last year, and they're more likely to drop some points than they perhaps were 12 months ago. And their their replacement striker, Jota, the re, uh, rumours are that he's done his um, cruciate ligament. Um, so, you know, the, 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 they can be got at. They can be got at. I just hope we don't 
if if we go there, the, our game plan needs to be 100% nailed on, and the concentration needs to 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 be there. It needs to be a, a Chelsea performance. It needs to be an Arsenal performance. It's not a Crystal Palace performance, please. Um, Vanessa, do, do you see any whole-scale changes um, in terms of starting lineup Wednesday? You mean compared to the stripy Nigels today? Um, I'm not sure. I think I don't think the problem we had was necessarily in the starting eleven. I think the problem we had was that we got a little too comfortable about the lead that we gained in the first half when we came out. I thought Delhi did really well when he came on. I just think his sub was a little too late. So I don't know if he should start today. Uh, sorry, not today. Uh, on Wednesday. Because, you know, when he he did come on, I felt like there was a new energy around the pitch. If it warrants him starting, I don't know, but he should at least be an impact sub if we take him along. Now, Delhi sub, was that because Bale was ill? And if Bale was fully, wasn't ill, would he have been on the bench and Delhi not? I wonder how much of that is it was enforced by um, Bale's rumoured illness. Um, but I agree. I, I would I would take Delhi up there. I think he's it. He's itching to be unleashed, and I got a feeling that um, if he does get a run of games, he, he he we may see the Delhi of old, which would be good. Yeah, yeah. He's um, he 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 looked he looked good when he came on, and he he didn't give the impression of somebody that's um unhappy or sulking. I mean, I'm sure he's unhappy because every football player, every top player wants to be involved, but he wasn't like, he didn't give the impression of somebody that was sulking or, you know, he's, he's, to be fair, this season, the few chances that he's got when he's been, when he's been called upon in Europa games, and I think this was only his third involvement in the Premier League, he's, he's not played poorly. Um, He's, He's certainly shown a desire and a hunger, which is good. Um, I think with, with football, you're interesting. You mentioned about the the, the um, acquisition of Allison and 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 Van Dyke, and definitely that that that's improved them. Um, but I think always with football, there's an, always an element of luck. And Liverpool at the moment have got some injuries to key players, um, Van Dyke being one of them, and Touchwood. Um, we've got a little bit of, bit of luck at the moment, and so far as the, bolt, the, the the core of our team is touch wood, um, not injured, and and I think that's a big big help. And we can you know we can pretty much name the starting eleven unless Mourinho throws a curveball. Um, it's going to be I would imagine the same goalkeeper. It'll be the same back four that started today. It'll be the Soko and um, Hoiberg pairing, and then. One of Lo Celso and Dombele, and I'm probably inclined. I think Vanessa used earlier that it will be Dombele, and the forward line. I think it picks itself: Kane, Son, and it's that one other position that. It's that the think, other, yeah. It's the, it's the other, maybe. But if you've got there like nine or ten, ten players, pretty much nine, maybe ten players of an eleven that are pretty much we can now name and are consistently being picked as our strongest lineup. That's a good thing. Um, and they're all all clear of injuries. The Bergwijn, I think, I would say on current form or whether it's trust or whatever, he's probably ahead of the other players. So I wouldn't be overly surprised if Samora came in instead. 
Um, and I contrast that to previous seasons when we've gone to Anfield. I remember one year the Tongan had picked up an injury, so we didn't have we had Kevin Vimmer playing with out of Um well, Yeah, so we've we well, one well there was one season when um, I think both Rose and Walker were injured, and you know we didn't. We, yeah, other players came in, and they 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 did they did a job fine, but it was, it was, it was that- like. Hmm? That was the the game where Mane just ran at Davis all yeah. game and had yeah. no cover from anybody. Yeah. Uh, uh, and that was was that when Salah skipped through the defence as well and scored that the goal right at the end. Uh, might have been, might not have been, but yeah, no, I remember that game. There yeah. was no no cover for Davis. He was they was just ran at him all game. So we we went into this game slightly weakened, and that's not that's not a reflection on Davis or other players who came in the team, but it was just like the the, the regular our our regular eleven wasn't available on those occasions we go into this game with okay we've got Lamella injured and he's, he's he proved to be a good player early on this season and we've, we've got a few others Bale's got a knock but the core of our team is there um the other thing I feel feel that, that, that makes me really positive about Wednesday is we go in it I don't feel with any pressure on us we're top of the table um I think the pressure is on the home team to get a result and again I contrast that with previous performances when we went to Anfield in 15-16 and we were chasing Leicester and we ended up drawing. Now, on paper, a draw at Anfield isn't a bad result. But I remember that that game when we drew it at the end. There's a scene where Pochettino was, was punching the ground in frustration because it was two points dropped yeah. when we were in a title mm-hmm. race. And I, I, I don't feel we've got those sort of pressures anymore going into going into this game. I think the pressure is on Liverpool. Um, and I'm quietly confident. Um, I think we've... I might have... I think you made a very good point around the injuries as well. I would like to think that it's probably also a lot less to do with luck, which obviously is always an element. But I think we just have a better squad depth right now that allows us to rotate rotate a lot more than we used to be able to. And come this point of the season, you know, we always struggled come January, February, because our players were exhausted. And with our tiredness comes injury. And that's, you know, when we started struggling really badly. I'd like to think, you know, we have a lot more energy in our legs left um, than we did previously. So that when a game comes like Wednesday, you know, we can actually fire from both cylinders and not just drag ourselves across the finishing line. Mm-hmm. If I was going to press you both for a prediction for Wednesday and also Sunday at home to Leicester. Um we won't lose at Liverpool and we won't lose against Leicester. If that's two draws, it's two draws, but I don't think we're going to lose versus either of them. Jose knows how to set up and, and get something from these games. And I think we've got enough. I think I'm, I'm more concerned about the Leicester game, um, if I'm honest with you. Um, but then they're, they're, they're playing really well at the moment but I think the Liverpool game I think we can get something up there but I don't think we'll lose either of them and I think we'll come through this run of games um, without a loss mm-hmm. I would agree with that I think there's already been enough noise uh, coming from the Liverpool camp around the density of uh, schedule that they have I mean it's the same for everyone but for some reason they feel it more deeply than everybody else does funny that um i feel like Mourinho has a plan 
to frustrate Klopp. Once he loses it, I don't know if he can put it back together. And we have seen this season that they're not unbeatable, that if you find their weaknesses, you can exploit them. So much like you say, I think there might be a surprise result in for us at Liverpool. Leicester, I feel like, will be a little bit harder, but it's not impossible. Yep. What about yourself, Jav? What do you think? I think we'll take four points from, from those two matches, but I just don't know which order. Okay. And that will be enough. to that If we get four points, it doesn't matter which whether, whether it's a draw against Liverpool followed by a win against Leicester or the other way around, a victory against Liverpool and then a draw against Le- Leicester. If we do that, regardless of other other um other results we will be top of the table and we will go into christmas christmas day top of the table that'd be a nice present so we don't have to win both matches i mean it'd be great if we did but um yeah uh i think i think we'll we'll, we'll draw against liverpool and and beat leicester if you if you has a push me for one one possible outcome. Okay. Um, right. Let's talk a little bit about so Europa. Um we played um we played Antwerp. Um Antwerp on Wednesday. It's it's a distant blur. I can barely remember it, um, other than we got the victory and we were in the last we topped the group, we're in the la- draw for the last thirty two. Um the knockout stage um, starts in February, so we've got two months um, to do to concentrate on the league um, uh, from now to then. Um, big talking point on Wednesday, and I, I think maybe perhaps more was made of it than actually there was. So Bale went off. He didn't he didn't feature today, but I'm told he was just unwell. Um, and then who else? Delhi wasn't even on the bench, as I recall. Or did I just did I imagine that? Uh, I don't think he was. No, I think you're right. Yeah, and and Winks was substituted, and Winks and Vicinius were were subbed, and Winks they were making a big deal of the fact that he walked down the tunnel. Um, but Mourinho Mourinho afterwards said that he just he was advised to because it was a cold day in London, and he was just advised to to go and have a shower straight away. Um, uh, Delhi did the same, didn't they? Or, or he he didn't come on, and then he 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 marched off, and then he came back. When the commentator said something, like, oh, you must have gone to the toilet. Yeah, that's it. Um, we're through. We're we're a seeded draw, which so we avoid the uh, Champions League um, rejects. Um, job done. I think Antwerp buckled once the, once the big guns came on and they made the subs and and the big guns came on. You could see they visibly just they just sat with the buckle they didn't know what to do um but to be fair antwerp weren't a bad side mm. at all I, I honestly i'll give them a lot of credit i think they could they played really really well and i i genuinely hope that they draw arsenal because they'll hand arsenal a lesson they're they're a good side they're a, they're a very good side um credit to them um for for a, for a lesser known team with a bunch of um no big star players Fair play to them. I think they played really well across the two legs. I'm talking of Arsenal, they're one 0 down to Burnley. Oh, dear <laughs> me, dearie, dearie me. 
Um, oh, what a pity. Yeah. Couldn't happen to a nicer team, could that, it? <laughs> that um, last 32, I'm about, about to open a page, but unfortunately it's leaving sound on the website, and, it, and as soon as I open the tab, you can hear some music, which I don't particularly want, and I'm trying to find, trying to find a way of muting it, and I can't. Um, really annoying it's one of those we didn't perform as a, uh, oh, as a team well enough and that's uh... all i don't know if you can either you can hear that but it's got all i got soul scars right um unfortunately i feel think that it will come on the recording but i can't there's like loads of um what do they call it like loads of like uh, windows with um uh video but i can't the, find the uh, one where it's that's talking. always it's the, really the manager's because um, what I want, what I wanted to do was pick out the thirty-two teams that we could right, try and get another website. Th- which thirty-one teams, right? Thirty-one so, teams. Sorry, um, guys, to interrupt, but it's not just that Arsenal are one goal down; it's also an own goal by Obama Young. <laughs> well, I mean, oh, he's got a goal, you know. <laughs> He's <laughs> finally broken. Right, right I'm looking at the CD fo- teams. Football um, London website. Um, right. Got group of it's last thirty-two, yes, yeah, so thirty-one right, teams. So but um... Antwerp, Benfica, Braga, um, to uh, yeah, some one of them: Dania Kiev, Granada, Krasnodar, Lille, uh, Maccabi, Tel Aviv, Molde, Olympiakos, Real Sociedad, Salzburg, Slavia Prague, Wolfsburg. Young boys are the non-seeded teams. All right, so we could get. Hold on. We could it? get we could get Antwerp again. Uh, we can't get Antwerp. They're in the same group. Are you sure? I yeah. thought it was a straight draw. Right. I'm I'm reading it from my phone. So these are it's, it's listed like the, the 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 teams that United can get in Arsenal, and so we could get Red Star Belgrade, Krasnodar, the Russian Krasnodor. team. Krasnodar. Dynamo Kiev, Olympiakos, whom we also played in the Champions League last season. RB Salzburg, Young Boys, Slavia Prague, Benfica. Um, Benfica would be interesting. Yeah, Benfica would be Jan, an interesting Jan, draw, definitely. Jan Batongan. Oh, that's I would I would I want Benfica. Um, Granada, Real Sociedad, Braga, um, Lille, Maccabi, Tel Aviv, Tel Aviv, and then RZ Pellets. Either of you heard of them? No, nope. they but they sound like carrier bag or Dynamo Cheeky Girl or something like that. Leg of your trousers. <laughs> They're in, they're in the Austrian league. That's that's about as much as I know, know about them. I mean, I'm gonna go against the grain here. I would like to play Benfica, but I think it's a little bit early. If we play Super Young, I'd like it to be in front of crowds, you know, so we can give them a proper send off mm-hmm. and yeah, take. Good point. Good point. I mean, there's, there should be on paper. Football's not played on paper, but there shouldn't be anybody there that we should be overly concerned about. Hopefully. Um, uh, if we put, if we play our game and we put out the right players, we can we can beat all those teams there. Um, it's but it's it's whether or not the uh, how we go. Does he play the kids? Don't we don't know from now on. I think I think he's got to go strong in all of these games now. Um, and it's lucky we don't have to do anything to the new year. But when does the um, FA Cup kick in? Where's the Marine game? January, first week so, of January. And when's the um, League Cup? League Cup quarter final against Stoke, twenty third of December. Okay, because yeah, week, that's, week yeah again, does he go? I think he's got to go strong against that as well because Stoke are having a, a good run at the moment, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Um, yeah, and this 
what I would like to say as well, um, I don't know if you saw it, but Maureen sent a really, really class message out inviting all the Spurs season ticket holders to a game in the new season when it's safe to go. And um, personally, I'm really looking forward to go and check the ground out because, you know, I'm really, really sad for them. It's the biggest gap between leagues of teams meeting in the FA Cup, I think, ever, possibly. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they don't they don't get to experience the Spurs team coming to play in front of their crowds, you know, at their ground and everything that goes with it. And especially grassroots football has been so badly affected by COVID. Um, I would urge everyone to take up on the offer, you know, bring all your friends if you can and um, get them some, uh, get them some four wins some, somewhere later down the line. Yep. I'll absolutely agree with that. Yep. Um, okay. Um, final thing I want to talk about just going back to that game and some of the some of the players and personnel that we, that mentioned. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming the Winks thing was was maybe um, blown up by the media somewhat. Um, Gareth Bale, Vanessa, we discussed him on the last podcast. Um, John and I um, we discussed Bale, and he's starting like every episode each week. It, it, it sort of comes. The subject of bail comes up. Actually, maybe, maybe, maybe. And to be fair, not in previous episodes, but definitely, definitely last week, we were starting to. I don't know if expressing doubts is the right word, but we felt that it was the elephant in the room, and we needed to we needed to discuss bail. Now, I'm a bail fan, right? Um, and and I shouldn't perhaps give this much airtime um, to a single player, but I'm a fan. I'm, I don't. Don't care really, um, and um, I'm just interested to know what your thoughts are on him as a signing. Um, do you feel that? Do you feel he's done okay? Do you feel there's more to come? Are you concerned? There's some, certainly some number of our fans, I think, are starting to express maybe reservations or, or some some level of doubt about about the signing. Where, where do you stand on Bale? Sounds very unlike Spurs fans to be so fickle about signings. <laughs> generally, I th- so my view on this is you cannot take the bail signing out of context of him not playing in nearly a year for mm-hmm. his previous. So it was always going to take some time to get him fully fit and ready for playing in the Premier League, especially again. Um, I don't think anyone could have predicted just how well our new signings have embedded into the team, you know, how well everyone has clicked together, whether that's in Dombele, and you know as well how many critical voices there were about him last season. So I think we are finding ourselves with a richness in the squad that probably wasn't predicted in the way um, that we find ourselves in right now. I don't think he is too far behind the curve. I mean, he's getting some results, especially in the Europa League. And we're still in four competitions, right? There is still mm-hmm. the League Cup to play, mm-hmm. there is the Cup, there is the Europa League, and we have the League. There is plenty of time for him to prove himself as well. And, you know, matches are going to come thick and fast in winter, especially when historically that was the time for us as a team 
where we were really running thin in terms of squad depth. depth. So not concerned. I also think, you know, a lot of the influence that he can bring to the team is not necessarily on the pitch, but also in the teamwork, you know, in training, um, behind the scenes. One of the reasons I think Germany, for example, won the World Cup in Brazil wasn't necessarily just because they had amazing players, but one of the people that really went uncredited for was Lucas Podolski, who at the time wasn't even playing that much. But, you know, him creating the bond with the players, keeping them focused as a team behind the scenes, made a massive difference to how they turned up during the 90 minutes when it counted. And I think it's often neglected how much influence certain players can have, even when it's not necessarily during during the match, you know? So having him, I think, is a plus for the team, for sure. He's got so much experience. He knows what it takes to win competitions. And a lot of the younger players, especially, will be looking up for him. And like Bergwijn, for example, you know, he's so far doing well, but I think knowing that he's got to prove himself and fight for his spot much more. I mean, this is true for anyone in the team right now. There is a lot more competition for spaces and that's keeping them on their toes a lot more than it used to, you know, where regardless of form, maybe, you know, certain players would have been starting. So to me, I think it's definitely a benefit, even if it's not as obvious as some people would like it to be. Yeah. I think that that's a really good point. I think as fans, fans can be a little bit short-sighted and, and they, they, they look at the the obvious and what they see in their eyes. And if they if they don't see Bale picking up the ball from the right-hand side, beating a few players and smashing it into into the top corner like he did all those years ago, notwithstanding that it's a very different Bale. Um, they conveniently seem to forget that. Um, that doesn't happen. It's all doom and gloom. It's, you know... This isn't a good good signing, but actually, there's a the, the, like you say one of the net net effects of him being there is the, his influence, his experience in the dressing room, and somebody like Bergwijn, he might he might be playing better because he knows that he's got someone like Bale that could take his place potentially. Um, that certainly worked for Oreo with Doherty behind him now. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, you're right that there's a lot of foot, a lot of football left to play this season, and we're going to need all the people we can get. So he is going to start to feature at some point um, in some of the games, definitely. Um, and, go, and going back to the Marine thing, what would it be like for Marine to have Gareth Bale play up there? Do you know what I mean? That, you know that, that's a, that's a major. Well, Harry Kane, Sissoko. Um, but yeah, he, he'll get some game time for us. I'm sure he will. I'm not. I'm not a, going to be a cynic cause to suggest he was just bought into sales shirts um there is football reasons for him being here i think yeah i think we also need to be realistic right we've got a player in in his 30s in an attacking position that he's not playing as he was in his early 20s i think is a given mm. it is a given i don't always feel that's that's that many of our fans see, see it that way it's almost like i, I feel some of them are just they conveniently forget that fact 
which I think is just uh, quite naive. But yeah, it, it's, it's like you say, it's a given. He's, he's a different sort of player. But, uh, something I said on the last week on the pod was in relation to Bale was, you know, even if you take the worst worst case scenario, if it doesn't, if we don't get the fairy tale ending for Bale, fine. You know, that's not the end of the world. At the end of the day, the club's gonna the club's gonna go on. If we go and win the league this season, for example, that's what's what's going to be remembered by the fans and whether uh, an individual player whoever that is has a good season or doesn't is almost immaterial really when you look at the bigger picture but I are Wales in the Euros Wales in the Euros yeah yeah so he's going to want as many minutes as he can so he can play in the Euros and and get some form before the Euros so he's going to start busting in that pretty soon so he can so he can get to play yeah fingers crossed yeah I would, okay. also, I would also think that, you know, we got players like Rodon and Regulon yeah. because he's in the team. So Rodon, I thought he did okay against Chelsea. You know, he's got a lot of work to do still. He's just come up from the Champions League, but I think he's a very promising player. And I very much doubt, you know, if it was without Bale in the team and without Davies that we would have got him as easily. Yeah, I'd agree. And, and like you say, Regulon too coming as part of that. Yeah. Transfer from from Madrid. That's a very good point. Yeah. Okay. Um, we should probably be recording the next podcast in a week from now. Um, all that's left for me to say. Thank you, John. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you, Vanessa. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, thank you to all our listeners. This has been the Tottenham Family Podcast. Come on Tottenham, stick it in the goal Come on Tottenham, the base are bloody slow You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen Put on that lily white and run on to that green White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its load of nights We've fought our team through thick and thin and all those boring nights And when the game is done we'll sing a song and talk it out all night Hey! Come on Tottenham, stick it in the goal Come on Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen Pull on that lily white and run on to that green Oh, we've seen them come, we've seen them go The name's up on our shirt Gods have failed as men are hailed And faces in the dirt Now gather round and sing it out And we'll talk out all the hurt